Welcome to the Metron Manager Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we work to recover the dignity and mission of vocation. Learn more at metronmanager.com. Okay, welcome to the Metron Manager Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Nowlin. Today is a big day on the program. We are going to talk about the upcoming mission conference in Northwest Arkansas called NWA for the Nations. The best way to talk about such a significant event is to hear directly from the person in charge. And we'll have the privilege now of having Nathan Allen here. And he is that person. You know, Nathan is the Global Outfitters Director and New Heights Church Missions Pastor here in Fayetteville, Arkansas. He's also the person behind the annual NWA for the Nation's Mission Conference. So Nathan, welcome to the program. Thanks so much, man. It's a it's a pleasure to be here. I am a big fan of the podcast. I've listened to almost every episode. So oh, that's great. Good to be, to be on. <laughs> that's great. Okay, so as we dive into this, you know, our audience here is going to be pretty new to well, Northwest Arkansas in general, but NWA for the nations, like that's a that's something they probably haven't heard about. So. Right. Let's start with your story, though, because we'll, we'll dive into NWA for the Nations and, and where we're at. But how did we get here? So can you give us your story? You know, I love to start there with people because people really need to get to know you, get a feel for what's your heart behind all this. Where'd you come from? You know, what the journey look like? And now you're doing this uh, epic mission conference. You know, what does that look like for you? Yeah, well, I, I uh I grew up as a pastor's kid in Winslow, Arkansas. I grew up on an apple orchard. Uh, I was born in California. My dad's side of the family all lives out there, but we moved here when I was a kid. And, uh, man, we were at church every time the doors were open. I grew <laughs> up in an awesome family uh, and uh, was discipled, and, and I loved the Lord. And uh, in high school, uh, you know, such a pivotal moment. Everything kind of changed because I started, uh, we got a new youth pastor, and this guy loved missions. And I thought he was absolutely crazy. Uh, and we had a, a, a giant map and bulletin board in the back of our youth room with like, you know, the yarn and the string and where the people are in the world. And he got a letter support, like a newsletter from a missionary and says, Mason, this is so amazing. You have to read this. And I said, um, Aaron, that's great, but I'm an American. I don't care about that stuff. Uh, and here I am, a mission pastor. Um, God had a plan for me that I did not understand. And uh, I didn't understand his heart for the nation. I didn't understand God's heart for the world in scripture. I didn't know the lostness in the world. And I didn't know what my life was going to do to be a part of that. And so I went to college, had an incredible college career at the University of Arkansas, um, studied history and political science, and was involved in every campus ministry and activity I could find. Uh, I was a mascot for the University of Arkansas <laughs> for three years. So I was living life to the full on campus. Uh, I was in a Christian fraternity. I mean, I was just serving. I was plugged in everywhere. Uh, probably did too much. Uh, my grades kind of showed that. <laughs> but uh, my uh, software, in my freshman year, a guest ministry called the Traveling Team, a missions mobilization group, came and spoke to my campus ministry. In about 30 minutes, they walked us through the Bible and went Genesis to Revelation and showed me God's heart for the nations throughout Scripture. 
and growing up in church and loving trivia and Bible trivia, I was like, who swapped out my Bible? Like I'd never seen this before. Wow. And so uh, I, uh, that guy, Todd Aaron, who's actually been a speaker at our conferences, uh, he discipled me in college and helped me see God's heart for the nations. I saw, um, I enrolled in Arabic as a foreign language on campus to try to reach out to Muslims on my campus wow. to learn more about that. Uh, and uh, on top of that, I was I was also very early on challenged with the idea of mobilization. You know, um, being a mascot, I'm all about getting people fired up. And so uh, <laughs> I'm like, let's get people fired up for the nation, you know. And so uh, I was challenging people on campus and campus ministries to also be involved in God's Heart for the Nations. And so when I graduated from the University of Arkansas, I actually joined staff with the traveling team. Okay. So for four years, I lived in a minivan uh, down by the river. No, I got that joke every day. <laughs> uh, and um, we went and spoke to college students. Um, we lived in the van about nine months of the year and traveled all across the country to universities all over. And we challenged people young people to be a part of God's heart for the world and use your summer, use a year after school, get involved, use your career. Um, most people think when they think missions, they think, you know, safari hats in uh, desert uh, or, or uh, you know, the jungles. Um, but missions is totally different because we live in a globalized society. Um, every person's role is different and the way God wants to reach the world, it's going to take everyone. And so, um, that's what I did for four years. I came back to New Heights and, uh, and at my church in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and I started working with young professionals. And so as a, as a person who'd only been involved in ministry my whole life, that was the first time I really got to, um, because Northwest Arkansas has such a growing young professional population, all these corporations here, I can imagine people saying, hey, we need to have an office in Northwest Arkansas because of Walmart or because of Tyson or whoever else. And so who wants to go? Well, we'll send the young kids because no one knows where Arkansas is. Uh, that's what <laughs> happened in my mind. Uh, there was a report while I was doing this ministry uh, that I think it was um, uh, Northwest Arkansas is the fifth fastest growing young professional population in the United States. Wow. And so there's so many young people coming here. And so I got more understood to help people see. Uh, I got involved in work matters. I got involved in uh, helping people see the value in their work and that work is is worship and that yeah. they can use their career and the thing that they love doesn't have to compete with, you know, God, God's heart or, or worshiping him or discipleship. It can work together. And so I, I got to spend a couple of years in that space. And then in 2016, I became the missions pastor at New Heights Church. And so about seven years, eight years in December, I've been, I've been doing this role. And, uh, yeah, it's been a journey. It's been really cool to see God's hand in my life. And uh, I, you know, want to see people. It's a passion of mine. I just want to see people engaged in what God has called them to do and to see a heart for the nations. And so that's just what I want people to be a part of and discover. And so that's why um, I do what I do at Global Outfitters. Is, is uh, the missions arm of our church, but it's so much more than that. We want Global Outfitters to be kind of like the missions department for Northwest Arkansas. Wow. So if your church or ministry wants consultation or classes or anything, um, we want to help serve because uh, there's a big world. There's a lot of people who don't have access to the gospel, and we want to change that. And so we do classes and consultations and trainings. And then obviously, NWA for the Nations is our, our biggest uh, 
thing we do every year. Yeah, and I've and I've been to a lot of mission conferences over the course of my life, probably like you as well. But you know, thirty years now or something into this for me, I and I was a mobilizer for two decades. I mean, I I worked with churches all across the country. I was at endless mission conferences and events. And obviously, I've been at the NWA for the Nations events for years now, and I really think they stand out. I mean, it's it's very distinctive. Uh, it's very it's a high quality event, but it's got a lot of heart and it's got a lot of depth and a lot of opportunity uh, present in these things. And uh, it's not um, what you'd consider like just a perfunctory event, like, oh, we got to do something for missions. No, this is like a heartbeat thing. And it's really made it stand out in a lot of ways. It's well attended by college students and uh, young professionals, different demographics. But tell us a little bit of the backstory in NWA for the nations. Like, how did it get started? What is it? Why does it exist? That's a, that's a great question. Uh, you know, God has been doing something incredible in North Arkansas for years. I mean, traveling the country, like I just said, and speaking all over in different places, the heart for the nation in North Arkansas is unlike almost any other place in North America. Uh, to go into any coffee shop and in North Arkansas, and you're going to find somebody with a mission sticker on their laptop or a tattoo of a missions verse or something like that. <laughs> uh, people, uh, it's everywhere. And it's, that's so unlike the rest of American Christian culture. Uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. But one of the challenges is that so few people, ministries and churches are actually working together on God's global kingdom. One of the hearts behind our conferences, I say, is there's one kingdom and there's one King Jesus. And so everyone has to work. And there's a lot of, um, separate kingdoms that are being built among people in ministries. Hmm. And that just grieves me. Uh, we need to be working together and, and more closely. And so there are two kind of main uh, events that happened uh, when I first started in this role that made the Innovate for the Nations come to fruition. And the first was we had a, a young mobilizer on staff here. Uh, her name is Maddie, um, super effective mobilizer, very passionate of, about people in the nations. And so she had so many college girls she was meeting with who many of them interested in missions, doing discipleship with them, helping them walk through it. And one of the gals she was working with applied to go overseas to her uh, with her campus ministry and uh, as a senior in college. And she got rejected for one whatever reason. I don't know why, but um, this young gal told Maddie, well, I guess then I'm not called to missions. And Maddie goes, well, the country you wanted to go to, like there are hundreds of organizations that go there. Like, and what this young Gen Z person said kind of blew me away. At first, I was I kind of rolled my eyes, but it made me realize it's a much deeper issue. She said, "Yeah, there's a lot of great organizations, but I don't know any of them." Hmm. And to her, that was a great enough barrier to equate calling from keeping her involved in God's nation. And so I talked to Maddie. I'm like, "Well, we just need to let's just take that barrier out. Like, let's invite some awesome organizations." to come and they can meet them and then they won't, won't not know them. Right? right. And so we, the first night Maddie's like, I'll host it in my living room. And uh, I'm like, okay, I'll provide the pizza. And so we invited four or five of our favorite mission agency people to come in and we we're going to get a head count for pizza. And it got to over 75. Wow. And we realized, okay, this is an itch that needs to be scratched. Like there is actually a heart and desire for people to look at what are my options to be involved in God's global mission. And so um, that was an awesome event, but I said, okay, next year, let's double up. And during that time, 
I got to meet a number of different missions pastors of other churches in Northwest Arkansas. Um, one of those was uh, Brian Pope uh, from Fellowship. He's a good friend of mine from now. And we both kind of got our jobs around the same time. And we knew of each other and we were both new in our roles. And so he would be like, he just, t- I think he started, he texted me out of the blue. He's like, hey, do you know this guy? He wants to talk. Or have you heard of this missions organization? Or hey, where are your people here? And we actually found out we were going to a, another missions conference. Uh, we were both going and we're like, dude, let's carpool. And so we talked the whole time. We found out that we had entire teams overseas that were made up of people from only his church and my church. And we were like, why aren't we working together better? Why aren't we helping each other, equipping each other? And, oh, you're going to go visit? Well, let's give you some things. Like, we need to be on the same page. And so that combined with helping young people find their answers to questions that sometimes they don't even know what to ask. Uh, this was the heart behind the, the conference. And I was like, Brian Pope and other friends from other churches in, in Northwest Arkansas, you know, we've been talking with people from across church and um, a number of Baptist churches here, First Baptist Centerton, um, Gravity Avenue Baptist Church in Fort Smith, um, University Baptist Church, um, CLC has been involved since the beginning, Key Point Church, Grace Point Church. I mean, I could go on and on. There's so many churches that are involved. Wow. And that's what I hear from a lot of agencies and so many other um, organizations. They're saying, man, I want, this is a church thing. Uh, one of our values for the conference is the value of the church. I think a lot of young people I get more excited about mission than they do the gospel. They get more excited about a life of adventure than the church. And uh, those things are inseparable. And so we need to make sure that those values are taught and they're working together. Um, but that's kind of the idea of the inception of where the conference came from. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been several, five years now, this will be our fifth year. And man, God has just exponentially blessed this conference like crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of folks that attend. I mean, what do you estimate on a normal year? I mean, recently, I mean, we've had some ups and downs with COVID and all that, but it's a well-attended event at this point. Yeah, we, in 2020, uh, we were like, are we actually going to do this or not? You know, and I was like, man, I'd rather risk when so many organizations and ministries are saying, no, we're just going to shut down. I was like, I don't want to put God's heart for the nations on the shelf. Like, we're going to keep it going. And actually, our uh, conference attendance grew by 100%. We had so many people. We wow. had to change our venue two weeks before because we <laughs> maxed out. And I think part of it was is there were so many people who were saying um, – there were some people who wanted to get out of the house, I think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. additionally, there were people who um, – there were no missions conferences that year. And so yeah. there were so many mobilizers and people passionate who were saying, I'm willing to come because if you're willing to host it, I'm going to be there. And so we've grown every single year. We had 640 last year in Babel, Arkansas, uh, with another 40 streaming online. And uh, our goal this year is a thousand. Awesome. And, um, you know, we're excited to provide an awesome experience. This conference, um, there's a lot of distinctives about it that I think makes it pretty fun. One of which is um, I kind of love and hate the name. Uh, <laughs> Northwest Arkansas is. Uh, you know, NWA is a fun moniker we have up here. It's like a term of endearment. But outside Northwest Arkansas, people are like, what is that? Is that like the, a rap group? Like, what's going on? <laughs> uh, people don't understand it. Uh, but also it's limiting because the heart behind the name was we want people to know, like, this isn't, uh, you know, my church, New Heights for the Nations. This conference is, this is my intern joke. It's not Nathan for the Nations. Uh, we want <laughs> Northwest Arkansas to say, man, this is for Northwest Arkansas. If you love Jesus, you have a responsibility to be involved with what he's doing in the world. And it looks different for everyone, 
but we all need to find our place in God's plan. And so uh, that's why we created the name. Like we wanted to everyone to see this is all of us together, you know, but even from year one, the first year we had it, we had groups from Stillwater and Little Rock and Kansas City and St. Louis and all over. And we were like, okay, uh, oh yeah, a group from Dallas. Like we're like, we are kind of limiting ourselves on the name. Hmm. But additionally, we kept it the name because we don't want to be the world's biggest missions conference or, you know, to be, have all these people because we want there to be a DFW for this and a Kansas City for the nation right. and a St. Louis for the nation. Like this is our expression of this. And so, um, in fact, I met with a number of pastors and campus ministers recently. Uh, one of the goals this year at the conference is we're going to have a lunch period where I'm going to hand out the playbook. Here's how we do our conference. Take it and do it yourself. Like uh, I'm available for consultations. Like we want other people to be involved because in it's going to take to, to reach the whole world. That's going to take the whole church. Yeah. And uh, there's a vast amount of churches and Christians who are, have zero understanding of heart for the nations. Yeah. Um, our conference is just a weekend long. It's a Friday night and a Saturday because we want to make it fit in everyone's schedule. So, um, you know, come after work. Uh, we have free child care. So it's like date night with mom. Uh, <laughs> go and drop off your kids. You got to register them. But uh, we have snacks and everything else taken care of. And we actually were meeting yesterday. to have an awesome missions curriculum for the kids, too. But um, come Friday night, get to hear great speakers, awesome worship. We have a worship band where we get to cherry pick the best worship leaders and, and, and uh, musicians from Northwest Arkansas and put them together in one big super band. Wow. Uh, and so uh, we're pretty excited about that. And um, great messages, great speakers, opportunity to meet and network. And then Saturday, we kick off um, the next morning, have morning sessions. And then uh, in the morning, we're going to have several different, um, three distinct breakout uh, tracks. We're calling them the, the three tracks in the morning. And uh, there's a traditional missions goer uh, track, you know, how do I pick a mission agency? How can I be successful in the field? How can I learn a language? What are things I need to know before I go? We're going to have a, a track just for people who are saying, man, I'm never leaving them. But that, that doesn't mean you don't have a role in God's plan. So what is your role? How do you involved in that? And like Romans 10 unpacks for us, and there's goers and there's senders. So how can you be a sender um, that does really well? And that doesn't just mean, you know, you're an ATM for missionary. Right? How do you mobilize your church? How do you pray? Have a, a, a develop a heart and practical tips to pray for workers on the field. That's one of the most effective things we can do. You know, when you look at Christ uh, in, in in Luke ten two, he he says the harvest is great and the workers are few, and I expect him to say, so get off your butt, like there's work <laughs> to do. Right? That's not what he says. He says so pray. So we need to be prayers. If you're not going to go overseas, or you are, or whoever, every Christian can pray more. Uh, for those who need, are lost without the gospel, and he asks us to pray to raise up laborers. And so you can pray, you can financially support, you can mobilize your church. And with this global diaspora, I mean, if you were to ask someone in Northwest Arkansas a number of years ago, hey, um, I think God wants you to go to Afghanistan, they're going to say, no way. But there's over 300 Afghan families that are refugees now in Northwest Arkansas. So God has sent them to us. So even if you never leave here, how do you reach the international student population? How do you reach the refugees here? So we have a, a two-hour breakout on uh, those who are staying in Northwest Arkansas, 
and those who want to be goers. And then what we're calling Jonathan's world, uh, <laughs> marketplace ministry, uh, and, and what that looks like for lots of different people. So yeah, this is, this is the one that's near and dear to my heart for sure. I mean, I love the conference, but this year we've, you and I have collaborated here to make a quite a big uh, emphasis adjustment here to accommodate the working Christian professional who has a heart for the Great Commission, but it's probably never going to go as a traditional missionary. It's just a, a different deal. And so we've made these intentional adjustments on the emphasis and made space for this. And uh, it's a big emphasis on marketplace mission. I mean, we have groups like Scatter Global coming in, Andrew Scott speaking. Uh, it's going to be pretty powerful uh, in the content, even from the front. And, you know, it's a this is kind of a great development because of the demographics we're trying to incorporate here. So we're really broadening beyond, you know, the traditional college student type mission event to really go all in yeah. on accommodating working Christian professionals. Like you mentioned, child care, just really serving that community, developing that community. And I'll do more on another episode about the content of the Marketplace Mission Track, which is going to be phenomenal. Most people have a very narrow understanding of what missions means, and they, you know, they struggle to see themselves in any part of this biblically. They don't know the commissions matter to them. So, what do you, you know, what's your heart towards people to say, you know, I'm never going to be a traditional missionary? Is this a good fit for you? Is there something here in this conference for those folks? Yeah, I mean, you're going to hear messages from the front on not just missions, but how do you live a life of obedience to God? What is sacrifice? look like in your life? How do you um, uh, surround yourself with people who are interested in these same things? Uh, and it, the role looks different for, me, for everyone. I mean, when I was in college, I would probably say, you know, get your passport, get overseas, or you're wrong. Uh, but man, God has really grown me uh, <laughs> in that over the next, uh, over these last years, like, um, it, man, it takes everyone. It takes everyone. And uh, it's a whole global team effort. It's like, um, Paul's examples in scripture of the body, right? How can the hand look to the foot and say, I don't need, that's crazy. Um, we all have different roles and it looks different for all of us. And um, not only did God make all of us unique and different, uh, we all have different gifts and skills. Um, you know, for me, put me in front of a microphone, I could talk all day. And for <laughs> most people, you know, no way. Like that's their idea of a nightmare. Um, we're all different, right? We all have different skills and gifts. Um, and there's so many other things that people are so much better at than I am. And that's why I love being a missions pastor to the church, because I get to mobilize our church and say, hey, you have a role here. And so for people, um, you know, one of the things we do at our church is we have a global mission Sunday a couple times a year. And we get to just show God's heart for the nation and try to encourage people to be involved. And the responses I get from our body is the most beautiful thing, that um, a woman comes up to me and says, Hey, Nathan, I write calligraphy. I do it as a side job. I have an Etsy shop. I do wedding invitations. Could I write wedding invitations? Or not wedding. Could I do uh, calligraphy letters for missionaries and send them notes? And I said, they would cry. That's an incredible way to encourage them. Like, here's what she's good at. She says, how can I encourage those who are living overseas? I have another worker, uh, Nicole, student came up and said, hey, I'm a full-time babysitter. That's my job. And I babysit. She said, do you think missionaries would care if I babysit their kids for them? And I was like, they would cry. Like, it's, you know, it's an amazing opportunity to serve. Um, but like I said uh, about the, the welcoming kind of aspect of missions, Northwest Arkansas is a diverse place. There are people from so many different nations. There's international students from 14 or 1,400 international students um, from over 100 different countries on campus here. 
Um, there are, and in Bentonville, there's a huge community of people from around the world. There's so many opportunities. But to say that, man, I don't have a, uh, I'm not involved in this, or I don't have a role, I'm never going to go. Man, you can have an incredible global impact in Northwest Arkansas by just opening your eyes to the people who are around you and be praying that God would use you and pray that God would reach the world. Yeah. Uh, if you did those three things, I mean, you could change the planet. Like, you would change eternity. You yeah. know, I, I, I love, um, a couple of years ago, I asked my grandmother, she, she's 95, she uh, lives in Coffeyville, Mississippi, and I said, Grammy, have you ever met a Muslim before? And she said, no, Nathan, I don't, I, I don't think I ever have, and I couldn't tell you what they believe if you asked. Um, I can't go in a Walmart in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and not see a woman in a hijab, right? The nations are here. And so, um, sadly, most of them spend their time um, with little to no community and friends. And it's such an opportunity for us to reach them. Uh, and I love putting um, the shoe in the other foot, right? So I, I challenge people, man, if you um, got a job, a position in another country, um, wouldn't you want to, like, go to the festivals and meet your, you know, I don't know, let's say you go to Germany. You'd want to go to your German coworker's house for dinner. You'd want to go to their grandparents' house and ask them how they grew up. You'd want to do the German festivals. You'd want, you'd want the whole German experience, right? You'd want to go on trips. You'd want to take your friends along. So many people are coming to the United States and not getting that experience. Um, they desperately want American friends. They desperately want to know, man, why, why is this country the way it is? Where does it come from? And um, sadly, uh, most Americans are not even aware this is happening. Yeah, uh, sadly, that's really true. It's mostly looked, it's mostly looked on with frustration or disdain or, or you know, who are these people? And uh, man, God says over and over in scripture, hey, Israel, when a foreigner comes to your land, you need to welcome them because you were foreigners in someone else's land at one time. Uh, and so that's just close to God's heart, the orphan and the widow and the foreigner from another country. And so it's close to God's heart. It needs to be close to our heart. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm super excited about this event. I'm excited about the chance for this marketplace um, mission track to really, really challenge and, and empower working Christian professionals that they are called to be on mission in the space God's given them, that their work matters, that their work is a call to mission, and that they're able to actually advance the kingdom of God through their vocations and in the spaces. I say I always say the people, places, and spaces that God's called you to. Those are crucial. They matter. And I'm excited as the Metron Manager Project to be able to be involved in this and help, you know, advance this part of this conference. You know, okay, as as we kind of wrap up here, let me ask you this question. You know, say you're looking in the rear view mirror, so to speak, about this conference. Uh, what does the win look like for you? What does it look like in the rear view mirror after this conference happens? What would you like to see? Man, that's a great question. Um I'd say probably a, a couple things. One, um, this is a short conference. Like this is not a, a, a lifelong um, discipleship relationship. This is not a six-week discipleship class. It's just a weekend event. And so it's like we want you to have like the best first date for God's heart for the world you can. <laughs> uh, as far as the relationships and the growing and the questions, like that's to come. But there's so many people in Northwest Arkansas who are excited about God's heart for the nations, but they're looking around and they don't see other people like that. I think of like Elijah in the Old Testament. He's like, God, I'm the only one. I'm like, 
man, you don't even know. There's 7,000 people. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there are so many people who care about this. Um, let's get the party together. You know, I love the Enneagram. Uh, I'm an Enneagram seven. I want as many people to come to my party <laughs> as possible. Uh, and I just want to fill the room with people who are passionate about these same things. Um, because man, it doesn't matter what it is. If, if you want to use your career overseas, there are people there who can do that. If you want to go to a, a tribal people uh, and where no one's ever gone before, um, we, there are organizations and trainings and so many people in Northwest Arkansas who are trying to do the same thing. Uh, it, however you want to find God's heart for the world, whatever your passion is, there are people who are in the same boat with you. Um, we just all got to get to the same place. So helping to see those meetings, the conversations, um, you know, by being at the center of this conference, I get to know all the, most of the people and people involved. And so one of my favorite things is like walking by when we have like networking times or meet and greet times or a meal and seeing two people that I know care about the same thing who are like, oh my God, like I can see them talking and the passion on their face. It's just so exciting. Like that's why we're doing this so that we can better equip the body and work together. Um, you know, sometimes I hear from churches um, in Northwest Arkansas who have um, either like a very set missiology, like very, this is what we feel called to do and this is what we're going to do. Uh, and so there's a lot of different opportunities to be involved in global things at the conference. And so sometimes churches or ministries are kind of nervous um, about coming. Uh, but man, that's the reason why you need to come. Because the average Christian, the average church, has little to no missiology, methodology, and uh, all Christians need to grow in our theology of suffering, our understanding on how to serve God, the unique gifts he's given us and how we can use them for his kingdom. Uh, And so I I just, I guess the greatest win for me um, would to see people awaken to, um, one, this is something God really cares about, and two, this is something he wants me to be involved with. Yeah. I think think that... um, like I said, you know, already a couple of times, like it's our, everyone's role is different. Everyone has a different place in this whole system, this whole team, God's global kingdom. Um, and so I want people to, to find that. What is the thing that you can be involved in? Uh, what is your role? How can you jump in? I, I talked to a lot of young people who were thinking, man, God, what's your purpose for my life? And I, I really think those are two distinct things. Um, there's God's purpose and then there's our lives. And how can we make, where does our life intersect with God's purpose? Is that using my career? Is that looking at my gifts and trying to figure out how I can serve it and be a part of that? Um, and so I guess the greatest one is just helping Northwest Arkansas churches to work together, ministries to come and be involved, and for the average Christian to say, hey, how can I be involved in what God's doing in the world? That's excellent. So how do people get more information or how do they register? Do you have some public information now? Yeah, you can go to nwhforthenations.com. That's our website at Global Outfitters where you can learn all about the conference. Um, our social media, our Instagram account and Facebook is where we have lots of different uh, updates as we come along. You know, we're, we're uh, uh, my social media team is working really hard and creating content for here's our shirt this year. Here's our speakers this year. Here's our breakouts and trying to get people excited and pumped up for it. Um, but uh, yeah, one thing I do also want to say uh, now that I have this um platform uh, <laughs> is that if you are a cross-cultural missionary, if you would call yourself a full-time missionary and you're um, in Northwest Arkansas or in the United States during this time, we want you to come to our conference for free. 
Um, we want you to be encouraged. We want you to rub shoulders with people who love the things that you love. And so any current cross-cultural missionary can come for free. Um, you just need to email our team. We have a coupon code. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, we want people to come and be involved in the more information. If you have any questions or concerns, like we, there are so many great conferences, uh, missions conferences in the States and around the world, um, but they're expensive in the far away. And so we wanted to have a high quality event that's close and that's cheap at the weekend. There's free childcare, there's Chick-fil-A. We have the best coffee you can get in NWA. I don't know why. And it's, why would you go anywhere else this weekend? And this you know? conference is only 39 bucks, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> for college students, it's 25. Uh, and uh, it's the Razorback bye weekend. Like there's no hog football. So what else are you going to be doing? So you need to go. <laughs> that's great. All right, Nathan, thank you for being on the program and sharing about this. This is going to be a powerful event. And I'm sure people will be following on social media and uh, different online information centers to get details. But I want to encourage this audience to consider joining this program. And I look forward to seeing a lot of you there. I know a lot of you locally and uh, regionally, and I think you'll get a lot of value out of this and meet a lot of fantastic kingdom-minded people uh, in this event. So Nathan, thanks for being on the program. Thanks for sharing your heart. Hey, man, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And Jonathan, thanks for what you're doing. You know, um, so many uh, business people, people who are passionate about their careers, their jobs, um, they're not on the B team. You know, God wants them to see their role as worship, their work as worship, uh, and, and to be serving him in, in their workplace. And so uh, we need more of that. So I'm just thankful for this podcast. I'm thankful that we have a role. Thanks for what you're doing. Thank you for listening to the Metron Manager Podcast, presented by Jonathan Nowlin and the Metron Manager Project. Remember, God has given you permission and a commission to work. Learn more at metronmanager.com.